0: Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode with Susan Niebergall, Inner Circle Coach, fitness extraordinaire, we're talking about should you eat back the calories you burn? A lot of people are asking if you burn 500 calories on your Fitbit or the treadmill says you burn 700 calories, whatever it is, should you eat those calories back, especially if your goal is fat loss? We discussed that and a lot more. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Talk to you soon.
1: So there. Hello there, Susan. How are you? I am perfect. How are you?
0: I'm delightful. Susan Niebergall, inner, circle coach. <laughs> inner circle coach, fitness extraordinaire, the most <laughs> strong. The sh- Your shoulders are the most defined shoulders ever seen in my
1: life. Oh, here we go. Rich, by the way,
0: <laughs> that's what you're talking about. That's part of your presentation one part of the presentation you're giving at the inner circle retreat inner circle plug inner circle retreat pl- plug right that's part of what you're talking about how to program and how to work out and, and design programs for stronger more defined shoulders that's
1: exactly what we're going to talk about a hundred percent that's what we're talking about shoulders
0: shoulder training shoulder development inner circle retreat
1: july five six seven austin texas this july like someone just posted as a matter of fact like 30 days away. Yeah. We're, we're, we're there.
0: <laughs> Super excited. You have to plug that And for anyone wondering inner circle members. It's only for inner circle members and inner circle members go for free. Your ticket is simply your, your cost of membership to be in the inner circle, which is only 24 99 a month.
1: And we believe got, that I, it, that's amazing. And we've got speakers. We're going to be doing a workout at on it. Um, we've got a meet and greet Friday night. Um, we just got a lot of things going on. It's gonna be a ton of fun.
0: Two day retreat. I'm I'm super excited now, Susan. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. So, and the one thing that you and I were just talking about um, is is should you eat back the calories that you burn? That's that's the question that that you and I have been getting a lot lately. Yeah. And um, whether it's like, hey, my Fitbit told me I burned an extra 300 calories today, should I eat them back? Should my, tr- my treadmill told me that I burned an extra 700 calories today, should I eat them back? You actually have a super funny story that you were telling me before this. Just explain that story because I think it tells a lot about human psychology.
1: <laughs> I, it really does. And um, it, it literally, it just I didn't even remember this until we were just talking about this. And that is when, when I would work out – when I worked for this private training company – I would try to get um, some cardio in, or whatever, in between clients, or whatever. And I remember going on a particular treadmill to do whatever it is I was going to do because that treadmill always gave me a bigger output of calories than the other treadmills. And <laughs> and which sounds like you know when you say it out loud, it's like, oh my god, what were you thinking? But at the time, wasn't thinking like, how ridiculous is this? All I was thinking of is I wanted the positive feedback um, that I was doing something good or whatever. And that because it gave me such a big number, which I didn't even think about how unbelievably ridiculous the number itself was, but um, that how the, that made me feel like I could, I earned a dessert or I earned going out to dinner or I deserved it because I quote burned unquote you know, 750 calories or whatever it was, something crazy like that. And I would wait for that treadmill. Like if there was another treadmill available, I would wait for that That's one because so funny. Yeah. Isn't that, re- it's crazy. And, it does know, a lot
0: me, about human behavior and psychology.
1: And it does. And it also says that people like me and you, we I mean, I've made these mistakes that people make. I mean, so sometimes people think, Oh, you know, you don't make a mistake. Oh, I made all of them.
0: <laughs> literally any mistake someone else is making guarantee that we've been there and done that yes. a hundred. Like, a hundred a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's so interesting to me. And you know, I have zero, zero, literally zero proof or evidence or data to back this up. Absolutely none. This is my own speculation, but I, I, actually there is data and there is proof to show that fitbits or or treadmills or whatever the calories they tell you that they burn are upwards of 50% wrong mm-hmm. like they're, they're consistently that that is there is data and evidence to show that what i do not have data or evidence to prove is that the companies do it on purpose yeah. and and i really do believe that there is some some motive to do that for the exact reason that you just said that, you know, mm-hmm. companies are very smart. The, the larger companies understanding human behavior, they know that someone is more likely to buy a certain piece of equipment to use a certain piece of equipment, if they get a positive feedback loop with it, if they mm-hmm. get this positive association with it. And so why wouldn't someone want to buy a piece of equipment if they if it, they know that that piece of equipment is going to make them feel better for what they're doing? And so by telling someone, oh, you burned more calories, of course, they're going to be more likely to use that and to buy that piece of equipment. I really think that there is some uh, some motive there to make the numbers burn they, that they say you're burning higher than they actually are for that purpose.
1: I totally agree with that. And, and I also think it's the same premise. And I don't know if they do this with men's clothing, but they do this with women's clothing all the time. They make they, they make a size two much larger than, I don't know. I don't even know really? what a two, a two means. I don't even know. But I've, I've gone into this one store called White House Black Market and I wear like some astronomically small size that I've never, like I wasn't <laughs> even born that size, you know? I, and, and, the, and the sales lady said to me, she was helping me with, with, with getting right size and she goes, I'm gonna go get you a size like extra, extra small or size zero or something ridiculous. And I'm looking at her like, "Are you crazy?" And she goes, "Welcome to White House Black Market, where you lose a size when you walk in the door." And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Oh
0: my god, that is so funny. So they do that. The,
1: The women's clothing industry do that because when you when you fit into a size eight. You, or, whatever the number is that's lower than what you were, it makes you feel like I want that brand, you know, because I can fit into a smaller size. That it's the same sense. premise.
0: That's the exact, that's exactly the same premise. That is so funny. Uh-huh. And I know nothing about clothing, period. I, all of my clothes are hand me downs. I have a huge hole in my crotch right now. I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> that, you know, the are you I'm those same about. jeans. I'm wearing the same jeans. <laughs> the same jeans with a huge hole. I know nothing <laughs> about that stuff. But um, but uh, yeah, so, so basically, back to the question of should you eat back the calories that you burn the answer is no and all i we could also plug in it depends right like it Mm -hmm. depends based on like what your goals are but assuming your goals are fat loss which not everyone's goal is fat loss you and it's almost like I hate that we have to say this now that you have to preface this, like, no, your goal does not have to be fat loss. I get this comment a lot lately. People like, if I put up a post about fat loss, there's always going to be someone commenting and be like, you know, mm-hmm. like, not everyone wants to lose weight. I'm like, okay, I agree. And I yeah. personally don't want to lose weight right now either, but yeah. there are people who do. So yeah. like, if you don't want to lose weight, then you just don't have to pay attention to this post that's fine. <laughs> like you don't need to go in the comments say, you know, not everyone wants to do that. Yeah. Like, okay. But there are some people who do not to mention like obesity is a fucking epidemic right now. So there are a lot of people who do need this post, but either way, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if someone wants to lose fat and their Fitbit or their treadmill or their, their bike or whatever, Peloton, whatever it is, is telling them that they've burned X amount of calories, should they eat those calories back? What What do you say to that?
1: Oh absolutely not. And and sometimes people will will say what well, was my it was my, you know, my Apple Watch or something as if that <laughs> makes it like, oh, oh, well then yes, please do, <laughs> you know? But absolutely not because people get themselves right back into maintenance if not a surplus and they get frustrated because they're they're thinking I'm sticking to my calories, I'm doing exactly what my Fitbit says or what my fitness pal says I'm supposed to do or or my Apple Watch, and and um, and and they said, well, they're so focused on how much they're burning, and and I and I keep telling people, you know, you'll never know accurately that number unless you get all these expensive tests done. So instead of focusing on what you can't control day to day at all, why not focus on what you can control? And I think it goes back to people wanting not this trial and error kind of concept with calories and fat loss. I think they want a specific thing and this is what I'm going to do and this is how it's going to work. I don't think they like um, having to figure it out and try it and be consistent and see what works and monitor and all that kind of stuff.
0: I, I agree. I think also sort of like you said people like the idea of eating back those calories because it's like, uh-huh. Oh great. Like if I burn 700, that means I get 700 extra calories. And yeah. the idea of not having those extra calories is, can be super demoralizing. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Then, then what's the point of even doing this? If I can't even eat them back anymore, like why yeah. even bother? And, yeah. um, and it, it, I think it stems from people using exercise as a way to, for them to justify them, quote unquote, earning that food. And I I think it's a very dangerous road to go down. It's a very dangerous psychological road to go down from the perspective of, okay, well, once I do this, I have now earned this. And it's because it's not that that inherently is dangerous, but what happens when the other scenario happens, when it's like, okay, so let's say you, God forbid, break your leg, or let's say like, who knows what happens. Let's say you, your family member gets sick and you have to spend a lot of time with them in the hospital and, or, or work gets crazy. and You don't have as much time to work out. And now you don't have as much time to spend working out. Now, all of a sudden, have you not earned the right to eat those foods? Have you not earned the right to eat X amount of calories? And that's where it becomes dangerous because the more you build the association with you only earn it from doing exercise, then when all of a sudden when you might not be able to put that amount of time or effort into exercise, now it's like all of a sudden it goes to, oh, not only have I not earned it, now it's, it's a negative associated, now it's bad, now I'm not doing well, which then leads to more bad habits, more, um,
1: more negative reinforcement, which can lead to a lot of really bad issues. Oh, and the downward spiral will just keep going and going and going. Yeah, I you know I tell people you know food you don't earn food. We're kind of on this planet. We kind of have to eat. You know, um, it, it's not something you earn that we your earned. right for food when you were born. <laughs> I I think we all earned that right. Yeah. So I, I think that, that that's that's a big issue, and, and also the issue of people are focusing on exercise as the thing that's going to help their fat loss the most when really that's not true at all. It's they're, they're focusing on the thing that maybe they can change the, the easiest or, or they can make adjustments to or whatever, and not focusing on what really am I doing with my nutrition to help my, with my fat loss. And they're trying to do that whole adage of extra out exercising a bad diet. You know, they're trying to do that. And it seems like, you know, it, it the treadmill may say that you burn seven hundred and fifty calories, or even if you take that in half, three hundred and some odd calories. you you know you spent an hour doing that and that number's still high, and you can eat that number of calories in a few minutes. <laughs> you know Easy. so if, eat Easy. right. So even if you go in that perspective, you will never it, you'll be chasing your tail all the time
0: absolutely it's so funny people and this this is clearly in in the the data in their research people massively overestimate how many calories they're burning and they massively underestimate how many calories they're eating yeah so i mean let's say that the treadmill says you've burned 500 calories or whatever it is and generously we'll say that it was actually 250 okay we'll say it was actually 250 um And then let's say you go and have a treat or a cookie from the grocery store or from a restaurant or whatever it is. And the, the grocery store or the restaurant or whatever it is, says the cookie is like 200 calories, but generously we'll call it, we'll call it 350 Uh right now. You think that you've burned 500 and then you think that you just ate only 200 back or whatever it is, or 250, but you've actually had a net positive caloric intake where you've now actually eaten more than you've burned. And you think, well, why am am I not losing weight? It's like, because you are overestimating how many you burned, you're underestimating how many you're eating. And this is what happens consistently over time. And that is another major issue with using the, oh, I've earned this approach. Because when you think that, okay, I've earned this, then A lot of times, you'll subconsciously just be like, "Oh well, I earned this, so I'll just eat." And then it turns into mindless eating. And throughout every every bite, it's always like, "Well, I've earned this. Well, I've earned this." It's like you have you take one of those big bag of chips. Instead of putting the bag of chips into a bowl, you just eat straight out of the bag. And you're Mm -hmm. like, "Well, I've earned this. I've earned this." And it's like that's how you keep justifying it. And then maybe if you just poured it all into one bowl and had one appropriate serving you it would have been okay but because you just ate straight out of the bag through the justification of i've earned this now you've way overeaten more than you've burned and then the next day you step on the scale the next week whatever and you're not making progress and you're getting pissed because in your mind well i've earned this i'm just doing i'm eating back what i burned and the reality is like you're doing way more than you think you did
1: oh absolutely i think just underestimating and overestimating is is a huge issue and you know i every time i every time we go out to eat I'm always looking at the menus of any, any random restaurant that we go to here, um, even big chain restaurants, whatever, and looking at the menus and the ones that have calories that are already printed there. And we were somewhere, I don't even remember where it was. It was like last week. And I'm looking through the menu, just looking through just to see what there is. And all the calories are, are there. And you can't get out of a restaurant um, for a, a normal kind of entree for probably under 1,000 calories. It's really tough. It's, it's very really, tough. yeah, it's really tough. and I had this discussion with this client last night and I was telling her that and she was like, what? you know, I ordered this and this and this and I said, and it that that's great that you ordered that I mean a lot of good stuff about that, but you don't know how it was prepared and I can guarantee you you probably had twelve to 1,300 calories with what you just ordered. And people are amazed by that. But I encourage everyone, when you go out to restaurants, flip through a menu if they have it and just look. You will be shocked. And that's even in the salad section, you know, because they put so much other stuff and they include all the dressing and all that kind of stuff. But and, and there are plenty of ways to go eat at a restaurant and do that. But I, I guess the point is that um, even those numbers are not accurate. You know, Um. that's exactly
0: right. Rico and I were just at a place the other day, a place that uh, right near my apartment where I looked at the calories in it and I was like, this makes no sense. Rico, do you remember what that what food that was? It was like falafel balls or something. Was that what it was? Oh, yeah. There were these like falafel balls. And and it was super misleading because it was like you look at the ingredients. It's like chickpeas. And then and like really like you when people it's the argument where people are like, uh well, it's okay as long as the ingredients are, are natural and you can pronounce them, which is just a whole fallacy in and of itself. Yeah, but yeah. it was just like all natural ingredients. And generally speaking, yeah, like falafels are made from great ingredients, but they're also fried, like deep fried. And then there and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into it. But this was a huge container. And in the entire container, it said that there, I think there was like 150 or 200 calories in the whole container. And I guarantee you, <laughs> That is false. I guarantee you, it had to be at least six hundred calories in that whole thing, at least. Mm-hmm. And and also, I remember there was another thing. There's a whole big thing with this, like uh, Australian licorice or something. That it said there was only like two hundred calories in this whole bag, and then it came out that there was actually like seven hundred calories in the whole bag. And it just it goes to show you that just because a place is saying there's a certain amount of calories in their food doesn't mean that it's accurate. And just because the Fitbit or the Apple Watch or the treadmill or the Peloton is telling you you burned a certain amount of calories. It doesn't mean that you've actually burned that amount of calories. And this, I think it's really important to clarify. This isn't to scare anyone. It's not to say like, oh, you can never eat out. It's like I eat out mm-hmm. all the time. Eat out mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean that doing cardio isn't worth it. I literally have been doing – like at least 30 minutes of walking deliberately every day on purpose, but it's not for the purpose of looking at how many calories I'm burning just to add them back. And I'm not going out to eat scared and nervous that it's going to ruin my progress because we all know that eating one meal out never ruined anyone's progress. It's if you're going to go out to eat, be strategic, like throughout the day, make sure that you're eating fewer calories, higher protein Mm -hmm. up to going out and then get back on track the next day. And then, for example, if you're going to do cardio, great, do cardio, but don't use the number of calories burned as your gauge of progress. Don't use the number of calories burned as your gauge of whether or not you've earned a treat. Like if you want to have a treat, have a fucking treat regardless of whether you did cardio or not. Like don't use that as the, as the way to define whether or not you're allowed to, you really have to figure out, okay, what is your goal? And then from there you say, okay, like if this is my goal, then these are the amount of calories I'm going to eat every day. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make it. So Friday and Saturday are high days for me so that I can have more calories on the days that I'm more likely to eat more food. And then if you want to fit a treat in on those days, amazing. If you don't, that's fine too. But I think really the overarching premise here is don't allow your cardio to dictate whether or not you can have a treat and don't allow going out to eat, scare the shit out of you. Just if you're going to do it, be strategic with it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and don't, don't do cardio the next day and stay on that treadmill until you hit a certain number because now you broke even, you know, that's the other thing that I used to do. It is just like, okay, I did something really bad last night. Now I need to go work it off. And then I would stay on whatever piece of equipment for, you know, uh, an ungodly amount of time um, and said, okay, whoo, I'm good now. <laughs> you know, it, that's crazy too. It, it doesn't work that way. And it, and it's, you know, it's just assuming that you went out and you did something bad and you ate. <laughs> that's not bad. It's, it's okay.
0: And, but that's, a, that's a really good point because you, when you get off the treadmill after doing that, you like, okay, phew, great. But then almost a lot of people will use that session as another justification to yeah. have a treat, and then it's a, it's this negative cycle, and it turns into what I call a punishment cycle. Mm-hmm. It's it's always a negative association. Like you're going on the treadmill to make up for what you did with your food. You're going on the treadmill to punish yourself for eating too much or for having that treat, right? And then mm-hmm. and then a lot of times like you're fasting or you're not eating as a way to punish yourself for eating too much the night before, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you create this, everything you're doing, every action you're taking around fitness is a punishment action. It's a, I did this, so now I can't, I, I have to not eat, or I did this, so now I have to work out harder. And it's literally a punishment cycle, as opposed to the opposite, which is I'm going to do this, Either because I love it or because I have a goal that I want to achieve or because I want to deadlift heavier weight or I want to do a chin-up or I want to do more push-ups or I want to lose fat because this is my goal right now and that's okay. And everything is done with the the forward purpose of a goal that you're trying to achieve, not of a backward purpose that you're trying to punish yourself for something you just did in the past.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I can remember vividly after having gone out for dinner or something – and I'm feeling full. And in my head, I'm thinking, holy shit, that's fat. And and I could not understand that no, it's stuff that's in my stomach, because I just ate, you know, because when you go out, sometimes you, you eat more than what you would normally eat. And so you are full, you have this feeling of being stuffed. And that stuffed feeling, I for years, miss, mistook for being fat. And as a result of that, I would, I can remember, gosh, I would go downstairs and start doing crunches or start doing whatever to get that fat. You know, I was thinking I've got to get it out. It's sitting in my stomach. It was so irrational. I look at that now and think, gosh, that was so irrational, but it stemmed from me thinking I had gained fat that quickly. And that's not what was happening. And even my belly might have been bigger or whatever because it had stuff in it. <laughs>
0: that's exactly I mean, right. <laughs> it's, and it's funny because a lot of people say similar things in regard to bloating, uh, mm-hmm. like water weight. It's like, well, mm-hmm. h- how do I how do I get rid of how, how do I get rid of bloating? How do I get rid of water weight? And I always ask, yeah. you, why do you want to get rid of the water weight? And they're like, well, because it. it It it, either for any number of reasons, because, well, the scale says I'm higher, or because, like, um, because my stomach doesn't look as flat, or whatever reason. And I'm like, okay, let's just pretend, for example, that I gave you the solution to get rid of water weight for today. What would happen tomorrow? And then they're always like, I don't know. Or they know it's like, well, it would come back and be like, so. if I gave you the solution to get rid of your water weight for today and you know it's going to come back tomorrow, why would you care about that? Why would why is that important to you? And I think a lot of it stems from an insecurity, a lot of thinking like, oh, my God, I don't look as good as I could, or the scale says it's higher. And I think the scale part is really important because in the same way that you would go to the treadmill um, – The treadmill that would say that you're burning more calories because of that subconscious psychological association with oh i want this treadmill because it's going to say i'm working harder essentially then i think a lot of people will want to get rid of water because they get that psychological association with the scale saying oh it says i weigh less because i have less water and assume that that Mm that's better
1: Mm -hmm. oh i fell into that trap all the time and i didn't weigh myself but i it's how i felt like i looked um, and, and, and my belly being full or not full or and retaining water, or bloating, I probably had all of that. And the whole time I thought I was fat. So I would have Yeah, if you told me, here's how you get rid of it, I would have said, Okay, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I would have wanted that 24 hour, like, f- feel good, because I made myself feel bad. I, it, you know, it's kind of that cycle. I felt like I had done something bad. So now I need to have something to make me feel like I'm okay, I'm good. You know, it, it was, it's that whole psychological piece of I did something bad or, and I feel bad and I'm a bad person or whatever. And now um, I want to feel good about myself again. However short-lived it might be. It's so
0: interesting. So, so interesting yeah. how that works. So
1: yeah. And it, it people keep spinning their wheels with this too which is kind of leads me into something else that I've been dealing with a lot is people who are in these cycles and they're not making progress. They keep spinning their wheels. They're in this hamster wheel and they know that they're in a cycle and they know it's not make, they're not making progress yet. They still won't do something to get out of that cycle. You know, they're afraid to change whatever it is. It's, I, 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 see that all the time right now and people are just afraid.
0: Um, talk talk I was, more about that.
1: Why? Like what's going on? I was, I was like that too. Um, because I, I stuck doing the same thing for the better part of, I don't know, 30 years, maybe. Um, And I I think it was a fear of failure, a a fear of, um, gosh, I'm really not going to make progress now. Like I wasn't making progress before, but now I'm really not going to make progress and the fear of gaining or getting fat. And, and the irony of all of that was I was not making progress. I, was kind of, I was gaining and losing fat. I was kind of doing that whole yo-yo thing. Um, And I was just stuck. I was afraid to, to move forward. And I think mostly because of failure, I was afraid that it wasn't going to work. And then what, you know, it was like, uh, oh, Uh, I I don't know what else to do kind of thing.
0: I think you hit on a really big, big point, which is, I think a lot of people are very scared of getting fat or, Mm -hmm. or, and, and or losing the progress they've made and going back to where they were. I think that's where a lot of people a lot of people's fitness and exercise and nutrition habits are born and sustained out of fear rather than out of forward progress or motivation towards towards a higher goal. I think a lot of people do things that they know are unhealthy and that they know that they would never recommend anybody else do. They, they would, they may, might work out every day, seven days a week, but they would never tell a friend work out every day. Like, no, they would say, no, you should take rest days. They would never tell a friend, no, you can't have a treat now and then, but every time they do, they feel guilty about it and they, and they restrict themselves for it, or they have even more, more unhealthy habits that go along with it based out of the fear of gaining fat mm-hmm. based out of the fear mm-hmm. of losing their progress, even mm-hmm. though logically, rationally, they understand they won't, they would never tell a friend that that would happen, but for them, all of their actions are, are sort of cultivated throughout this this overarching cloud of fear around them saying like, you will get fat if you do this. And I think that's that's sort of, and I'm so glad that we spoke about this topic because I think a lot of that is cultivated from the, oh, well, I did this. So now I've earned the right to eat. I think that's a lot of times how that mindset is is born and created. It's, it's through that initial mindset of okay well i burned this amount of calories so now i've earned this and it's like well we need to eliminate that first that because when you eliminate that train of thought then it makes it much harder or maybe even impossible to get to the other to the other side of like okay well i'm only doing this out of fear it's like if you can essentially stop it before it begins and you can get people working towards a I'm going to eat this way because I have a goal. I'm going to train this way because I have a goal rather than I'm going to eat this way because I'm punishing myself or I'm going to work out this way because I'm punishing myself. Then you can get people to have more of a positive association with everything they're doing rather than doing it always out of fear.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Get rid of the punishment cycle and the same thing with training. It, It is, it is, you know, those people that work out six, seven days a week like I used to do, and I would tell everyone, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And there was, <laughs> there was truth in that, though. I mean, there was an element of truth. I did actually love it, but I wasn't being honest. That's not why I really did it. It was completely out of fear and, and for that same fear that if I didn't do it, I was going to gain fat. And if I didn't do it, I was going to lose what progress I made. And again, the whole irony is there was no progress, really. I was just spinning my wheels. I thought maybe I was making a little bit of progress, but over the big picture, I wasn't. And I was gaining fat and I would lose a little bit and then I would gain it. And I was afraid to dip my toe out of that six-day-a-week pattern. Um, and it wasn't until we started working together that I actually did do that. And that, you know, the first three weeks of that was like a mental <laughs> mind fuck for me. <laughs> Only four days a week? Are you like, out of your mind? And I tell this story to people how the first rest day I had, I didn't know what the hell to do. So I I I and I I think I texted you and I said, I I cannot not do something. It was it was kind of like a withdrawal a little bit. And so you said, All right. I could see your eyes rolling back in <laughs> your head and, and you're like, go get on a bike and don't let your heart rate get above some unbelievably low um, number or something. Probably and like I'm like, okay, great.
0: At most, yeah,
1: Great, 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 great. So I went up and I did that and I thought, Holy shit, I can't do this. I'm going <laughs> to shoot myself. I mean, I was, I was miserable. And I said, I'll never do that again. Uh, I will never do that again. I will rest. <laughs> And there started my love of rest days. Um, it took a while, but th- I was like that. I, I was not being honest about why I did six days a week. And I think so many people that tell me that, it's the same thing. And I keep getting questions like, should I add another day of hit? Should I take another class? Should I go running four times a week? Should I do all this. And I've been talking about this a lot recently because this is this is coming up and it's the same kind of thing as we're talking about with food, only on the training side of it. It's the exact same thing.
0: It's exactly right. It's funny. And I know a lot of people, when this topic is brought up, one of the things they ask is, well, how am I supposed to know if I'm doing this out of fear or because if I actually love it? Now, usually mm-hmm. when someone asks that question, they're doing it out of fear. If, 100%. Like, if that question <laughs> is asked, period, then it's usually yeah. being done out of fear. But yeah. a, a really good way to understand this is if, if you have to take a rest day for example and someone's like well I don't want to take rest days because I love it so much then the the way that I start trying to get them to objectively think about it is okay let's say for example you have a crazy day with work kids travel your your spouse whatever it is and you can't get your workout in are you super angry are you panicked are you nervous are you taking it out on your family or your friends or your colleagues? Is there, like, is there anger or resentment or fear of any sort because you couldn't get a workout in that day? If that exists from you not being able to get your workout in, you're doing it all out of fear.
1: 100%.
0: If, if you have resentment or anger or fear because you couldn't get a workout in, that means you need to take a huge step back and reevaluate everything going on because having to take a rest day should not evoke anger, fear, resentment, nervousness, anxiety, that should not happen. And if the idea of taking a rest day evokes any of those emotions, notably fear, anxiety, you have a serious issue and you need to take a step back. And really people are, well, how do we solve this? How How do we, how do we stop this cycle in the same way that, when people want to lose weight or they want to start eating better well how do i start doing it you just got to fucking do fucking it fucking start you have to yeah. start with one yeah. day yeah you have to start like for the, for the people who want to lose weight who have struggled like who have struggled to actually get to the gym who struggle to actually start keeping track of their calories do it one day at a time for the people who struggle to get out of the gym who with overtraining with overdoing it with with punishing themselves how do you start one day Take a rest day. And if you notice yourself getting anxious, fearful, anxiety, resentful, angry, whatever, call yourself on it and say, number one, I know logically this isn't going to be an issue. I know that. I would never tell a friend taking a day off is going to be an issue. I know that. And you have to constantly reinforce it within yourself. There's no easy way around this. There's no easy way to do this. None mm. of it is easy, but you have to really call yourself on your own bullshit. And if you know you're doing this to the nth degree, you know you're doing it to a point where it's taking a toll on you, yourself, your family, your friends, your work, your colleagues, then you need to make a big fucking effort to call yourself on your own bullshit and do what you need to do to fix
1: it. Yeah. And that and not to mention that once you get some rest days on board, how much better your next lifting session is going to be. percent. That was like insanely crazy. I, and it, and it, that's why, I mean, I value them so much now. It just, it makes all the difference. And, you know, I, I think we hear all the time, Oh, well, rest days is where the magic happens and all these other stupid <laughs> little things, but it's a, but it's all true. I mean, it, it really is true. <laughs> I, I you know it is because that let that everything so just rest funny. and recover and then go kill it the next day. Rest um,
0: magic <laughs> <laughs> that legit just made me laugh out loud. That was funny. But it's true. <laughs> You're right. It is true.
1: It is. I mean, but it, it, it's
0: all equally important, right? You have to you uh-huh. have to put yeah. in the work, you have to get, and this, you know, we can always play both sides of the coin. Like some people go to the gym and they don't lift anything. Any, they don't lift any amount of weight that is is strenuous or difficult and uh-huh. they just do the same uh-huh. weight every day over yeah. and over again and yeah they never push themselves and then there's the other side of the coin where people are doing way too much they're overdoing it they're they're either using too much weight or going too hard in the gym or going too often and not giving themselves rest and and this is why it's like we've really got to learn how to play that middle ground and this is sort of what I'll be talking about at the inner circle retreat sort of my discussion is going to be like there's there you have to have your foot in both sides you have to have your one foot on the side of like really of like really giving it a massive effort giving it your all and then on the other side of like but also understanding like hey there has to be rest and and you know one of my favorite ways to look at this is uh if you dig into philosophy and and uh and sort of life and understanding you'll hear a lot of people discuss things like order and chaos like sort of life is this um never-ending is uh never-ending uh journey and and on one side you have order and on the other side you have chaos and Mm. you sort of have to balance both worlds you have to balance order and chaos at both times and that's like what the yin yang symbol is like on one side you have order on one side you have chaos and the best way to do it is to have your feet in both at the same time and walking down that straight path and like is a learn and that is moderation. That is balance. And which like on one hand, chaos might be going to the gym and really working hard and lifting heavy weight and really struggling to maintain perfect form. And on the other hand, order might be taking your rest days, keeping your calories in check, being in, in like in a in a good habit cycle. And at the you're doing both at the same time. That is like a good distribution of order and chaos. And I think a lot of people, they'll either be all chaos, where it's just like going crazy in the gym, going really hard in the gym. And like, it's, I think too much order can lead to chaos and too much chaos is just, that's never good at all. It's like really trying to find that balance between the two. And that's, I think how, that's the best way that I can sort of discuss how to find that balance is to have your feet in both at the same time. And if you see yourself leaning too far in either direction, that's when you really need to like reevaluate and call yourself on your bullshit.
1: Absolutely. It's that whole big massive gray area in between those two extremes. And Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's going to be in somewhere in that gray area or should be in that gray area. And yeah, you have to put in the work to kind of figure out where you are in there. And and if you're on the one side of not pushing yourself and staying with the same weight, you know, for the same reps for months and months or whatever, yeah, you need to get out of your comfort zone because there's a little bit of you know, I, I think there's some extremist feelings from people, at least when I talk to them, like, they're thinking, I can't lift heavier weight. Look, I'm not talking about the 50-pound dumbbell down the, down the rack. I'm talking about the next one, you know, from where you are. 100%. And, you know, I think they think, I have to lift heavy. I have to lift stuff. It's going to hurt my back. It's going to hurt my shoulder. It's going to hurt. We're not talking that. We're talking about being smart and taking it one step at a time, but taking the step, like, you have to take it. Or you going to just sit there in that hamster wheel forever?
0: That's right. That's exactly right. It's like, it, it's like, uh, if if you're trying to go to work, no one's expecting you to fucking like go straight from bed to your office. It's like, no, you first take the covers off, then you put right. one foot on the floor, then you get another foot on the floor, <laughs> Then you stand up, and yeah. you make coffee. It's like, yeah. it's no one's expecting you to go from body weight to an extra two hundred fifty pounds, but if you want to get to the extra 250 pounds first, you got to start off with a two and a half pound and then you yeah. got to start, just like start light and work your way up. And I think a lot of people, they, they look at the end the sort of like the end or the high or the elite. Like, well, I can, I can never get there. It's like, well, whether you get there or not is irrelevant. Let's just start off with getting you better than where you are today.
1: Yeah. And you know, the irony there, the people that figure that out that finally start to do it, you know, I know you and I both get messages all the time from people who have figured it out and discovered what a difference it has made for them just and not even from the muscle definition perspective or, or the aesthetic perspective, but from the confidence perspective and how that kind of translates into every other facet of their life. It's like a life changing thing.
0: A hundred percent, 100 percent, Susan, per usual. You and I are on the same page. Is there anything <laughs> that you want to leave people with? First of all, where, where can people find you? Where can they follow you?
1: On uh, on Instagram, um, Susan Niebergall Fitness and uh, YouTube, same thing. You're Susan doing, You're doing Dolphin. a lot
0: more on YouTube recently, right? Uh, yeah,
1: I'm about, I'm gonna put um, a new vlog out. It may actually even be today, today or tomorrow. A there new vlog is coming out. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely follow yeah. Susan on YouTube uh, and Instagram Twitter as well, too. obviously. But Twitter, yeah. YouTube, Instagram, all yeah. of the social media platforms. You have your own same podcast name. as well. Um, I do. So. If there's one thing you'd like to leave people with, Susan, what would you like to leave with them with today?
1: One thing. <laughs> you know, I, I guess this. Um, it, it's not going to be a perfect journey. Uh, it, you're you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. And you're going to get back up and keep going. So the whole calorie thing that we were talking about at the beginning, it's not going to be perfect. Don't try to make it perfect. Uh, don't earn your food. Just – don't be try to be perfect with this whole thing. Try everything. Try a little bit of here. You're going to fail. It's all good. You know, we've all failed. And by God, that's the best thing that could have happened to any of us, really, <laughs> you know, for ultimate growth. By God, that's the best thing that happened to anybody. It is. By God. Elroy, it's the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Susan, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. I get to see you actually this weekend. We're filming for the yes. July edition of The Inner Circle. Yes, and, sir, uh, we are. Yeah, we're gonna get to the Inner Circle Retreat, Austin, Texas. Oh. If you have questions about the inner circle or you are wanting to join the inner circle or anything, you can email me Jordan at sitefitness.com or Susan, what's your email?
1: Um Susan at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. And either of us will answer your questions yeah. about
1: it. And uh and
0: that's it. So thank you so much, Susan. I love you. I'll talk to you soon, all right.
1: Okay, love you. Bye. Bye bye.